Well, we are beginning our SIP time this week. Um, we have been we've been introducing with a couple of sermons here. We'll, we'll have sermons. We'll be ending on Pentecost Sunday with Pastor Jim preaching to us. Um, Annette is preaching to us today. We're excited about that. And um, Pastor Ben will be preaching next week. So we have a, a series here. This is part of our Exodus. Remember that when the Israelites cried out, God heard them. And he remembered his promises. So God had these promises he was planning to fulfill, and yet he still waited till they cried out to when he fulfilled. So we don't know exactly how the mystery of prayer goes together. God is doing his stuff, and yet he still has a place for us to participate in how he's going to do that. Now you'll see in, the, in what's in your bulletin these different times of prayer I hope you see something there that looks familiar, and I hope you see something that looks unfamiliar. And that's an opportunity for us to sip some juice that we love and to sip some juice we've never tasted before and to have an opportunity to get. Now, this is not taking your medicine sips, okay? So you are not obligated to come to any of these or all of these, but you are invited to experience something new and probably something unfamiliar. Now, we're coming from different backgrounds, different places, and I don't know what your background is. I grew up in this Pentecostal tradition, and we had some of this kind of stuff. We talked about the Holy Spirit and the baptism of the Spirit and the filling of the Spirit, but there were things that I wasn't used to. When I went out to my brother's church in Oregon, it was the first time I was like in junior high. We had prophecy. I hadn't really seen that before. And I asked my dad, I said, you know, what's with this thou, thus saith the Lord and all this King James English stuff? Can't, can't God talk our language? And uh, my dad said, well, you know, the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. And sometimes somebody gets a real word from God, but they express it the way think, they think God would talk. So I want you to get that as you come to this, that you're going to have prayer times with other people and there's going to be a mix of what God is doing and what that person, who they are. So don't be put off. So we can get f spooky and freaked out and like, somebody gave a prophecy and that's good. I, what do I do? Do I either have to totally take that or totally reject it? Or I have to, you know, you know what I'm saying? I want you to be ready for something unfamiliar, but not have it blow you away and think, well, that's, that's too weird. Okay. So it is going to be weird because mm -hmm. we're all human. And as you come, you're going to experience something with your humanity. And I want you also to enter in and take a step in, even maybe seeing God do some stuff through you that you haven't done before. And, you know, test it out and see, well, maybe God could use me in this way that I haven't. Or maybe I, I could pray this way that I haven't prayed before. And I hope it's good. Now, and if you're from a different tradition, so as I went on, I also... Got to experience. I, can't, I came to Bethel College, and I wasn't sure if people who weren't baptized in the Holy Spirit could teach me anything. But I heard, a, I learned a whole lot from these professors who were there, who really knew Scripture and really knew, even if they hadn't had exactly my experience of the Holy Spirit. I, I went, you know, Catholics introduced me to contemplative prayer and spiritual direction and other stuff. Maybe you came from a Catholic background, and there's things you appreciate and you don't appreciate about your background, like there is about my background. Things I appreciate, things I'm not not so happy about, things I'm embarrassed about, things I'm excited about. And you came to this experience and you're saying, well, this is 
this part is new to me, um, or you're from whatever background, Lutheran, Mennonite, I don't know what background you're from, maybe no background. We're also coming from different traditions and different ages and different cultures and different parts of the country and the world. And so we all have something to bring. And I hope you don't say, well, that's for those people. That's for those people who are immigrants, those people who aren't immigrants, those people who are older, those people who are younger. This is really for all of us. And maybe you're scared of those old people, or maybe you're scared of those young people. Um, but you know, this is our chance to get together and do some impartation, not only from the older to the younger, but from the younger to the older, and for them to have a chance to pour into our lives. I'm, I'm someplace in between. I know some of you think I'm really old, some of you think I'm really young, and uh, so I get to benefit from all of you, both older and younger. So, um, and Pastor Andrew's going to say some more about that. Who thinks you're really young? <laughs> well, See, my, my children berate me constantly about how old I am, so I, there's, there's got to be somebody, somebody who I can, you know, needle a little bit. Yeah, all right, yeah. All right, thanks, Pastor. Um, uh, on the, the back side of the, your flyer, uh, the yellow flyer here about SIP, it says fasting options. Um, some, uh, nobody has to fast. I just want to start with that. Fasting is absolutely not obligatory. Fasting can be a marvelous help to prayer. Uh, and uh, we could, there are books, uh, and I could write books, about all the ways that fasting helps us to pray. Um, this little instruction sheet gives you just a few ideas of where to get started, especially if you've never fasted before. Uh, I've already begun fasting in preparation for this, this sip and already experiencing uh, some, some benefits from that. Uh, but you also don't have to fast from food. Some of you can't fast from food, and that's, and that's fine. There's all kinds of things you could, kind of like Lent, sometimes people will want to give up uh, certain things that distract them from prayer uh, during a season of prayer. So there's all kinds of, of ways to, to, pr to fast. Uh, but I wanted to draw, that to your, uh, draw your attention to that. Again, not obligatory at all, but you are welcome and invited to try that out. And again, as, as Pastor Steve has been saying, this is a time where we're sipping, we're trying out, we're we're experimenting. We're pushing ourselves to go a little further. None of us are experts in anything, in any of this, and things of the spirit. Uh, all of us are discovering. All of us are, are uh, learning new things. So that's, a, that's an encouragement for you. Um, <clears throat> at this time, we are going to welcome our speaker for the day. Or we, we got a little testimony and a speaker. So, so uh, yep, come on up, Annette. Um, uh, so, so Stan here has a little testimony about the importance of prayer to get us ready for hearing from Annette, and then we're going to, I'm going to introduce Annette in just a minute. Yes, uh, about prayer and how important the power of prayer, uh, I just wanted to share five years ago yesterday. It was five years ago yesterday that I woke up from a coma, a month long in a coma, and uh, getting ready to pull the plug. But, but, uh, people in this body came. And they prayed, not just one time, but they were consistent. 
We had snow in May. It's May right now. We had snow in end of April that did not stop people from coming. They came every day up to this ICU in the, at the VA, and they prayed. And I, ah, he hears our cries. And there is power in, uh, you, you might not think, oh, he's not <clears throat> hearing me. But in uh, Isaiah, it says, uh, Isaiah 30, O people of Zion who live in, in Jerusalem, you will weep no more. How gracious he will be when you cry for help. As soon as he hears, he will answer you. Wow. He heard the prayers of this body when they came together and uh, were just praying for me. And I'm a testimony of that power and uh, of prayer. And so I just want to once again thank you, thank the Lord, and uh, just encourage you to know that he is listening. His word is true and alive. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, brother. <laughs> so, praise the Lord. Uh, there's a lot to that story, a lot more that Stan didn't get to share. But um, So uh, our guest speaker this morning is Annette Bittner. Annette Bittner uh, this year has been our pastoral intern. She's been doing all kinds of things uh, for her pastoral intern. And um, uh, one of the things she gets to do is some preaching and teaching. And so we are excited to hear from Annette this morning. Um, uh, and Annette uh, can tell you a little bit more about herself, but we are just so glad to have her. Um, let's pray for her and uh, welcome her. Lord, we just want to hear from you, Lord. We want to hear your word. We want to hear your message, clear and unadulterated and pure. We, we, we want to be impacted and changed by what you tell us, Lord. So we are praying now for the anointing of God on our sister, that when she speaks to us, Lord, it would be you speaking through her to us. And uh, Lord, our hearts are yours. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Let's welcome Annette. All right. All right. Yes, I should be on. Yes. All right. Am I on? Awesome. So it's so good to be here today, getting to speak with everyone today. Should I stand on this step or this step? <laughs> I'm going to stand on this step. <laughs> I feel like I can see everyone a little bit better. Uh, yes. So we are in this season of Pentecost and beyond, and today I get to bring the second message to you, and I'm really excited about that. The season we are in is so important because we are in a season of prayer. We're in a season where we're increasing prayer in this place, and it's so important because we have wells here at Bethel Christian Fellowship, deep wells that are being redug in this season. Would you agree? Yes. Deep wells, deep wells of the Spirit, and so it's so important that we have that. 
And we have these 10 days, SIP. It's the spirit, it's impartation, and it's prayer. The word of God encourages us to walk in the spirit, to stay in step with the spirit. Okay? So the cool thing about that is we get to be filled with the spirit and then filled with the spirit again and again and again and again, and it's so good. Um, There were some lyrics in the song today that said that, and I can't remember what song it was, but it actually said that filling up again. Anybody remember what that is? No? Okay, cool. Um, So it's so important that we have the Holy Spirit. If we didn't have the Holy Spirit, I can guarantee you that we'd have no desire to love one another. We'd have no desire to go out and share Christ, whether on our job, with our families, whatever. Without the Holy Spirit on the inside, we wouldn't want the same things that God has for us. We just wouldn't choose that. I know I wouldn't. So the Holy Spirit is so important, and the Holy Spirit is a gift from the Father to all of us. So some thoughts may come to mind for you this morning. Thoughts like, oh, do we really need to have the Holy Spirit? I mean, doesn't the Holy Spirit make you do and say some crazy stuff? Anybody had that thought this morning? You don't have to raise your hand, (laughs) but I know you're out there. Okay. (laughs) But the thing about it is, you know, we're already with the Holy Spirit. We're going to be different. Okay. But again, the Holy Spirit is a promise. Some of you might be saying, well, aren't we going to be weirdos if we have the Holy Spirit? Again, we're going to be doing and saying things. Well, the teens can already tell you they think we're weird without the Holy Spirit. Okay. So... The way we dress. I heard that. I heard that. Oh, we got the teens testifying today. Okay. (laughs) But I can reassure you that the Holy Spirit is a gift for us, and the Holy Spirit is good. The Holy Spirit is given to us by our Father. And so if our Father wants us to have the Holy Spirit, and if Jesus said, wait for the promise, then I guarantee you this is something that we all want. So I would rather look weird than be without the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5.18 says, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. So it's not a one-time deal. We are encouraged to stir up the gifts and fan fan them into flames. So by the end of our time today, I'm hoping that if you're uncertain about the Holy Spirit, if you are doubting the Holy Spirit, or if you're actually fearing the Holy Spirit, Today, I hope that those would come down. I, my prayer has been for everyone today that the Holy Spirit would come in and take over and speak to our hearts. So regardless of what's coming out of my mouth, you're going to hear whatever God wants you to hear. Amen? So, so where we're headed today, we're going to talk about the simple principle of asking in prayer because that's so important when we think about life in the Spirit. We're going to talk about life in the spirit, what that can look like, because the Holy Spirit works in so many ways with us and through us. And so today I'm just going to look at one area of life in the spirit. And then finally, we're going to end with dealing with fear. Okay, so again, this Holy Spirit, this life in the spirit is the right of every believer. And so we need to deal with that fear and anything else that would come in and try and take away our right in the spirit. All right, so we're going to jump right in today. 
with the principle of asking. So either I'm introducing this or reintroducing this, but at, out of Matthew 7, 7 through 11, it says this, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you whom, if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask? And adding to that, Luke 13, Luke 11:13 says, Again, if ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? And finally, Luke 12, 31-32, But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Yes. And I meant to put those scriptures up so that you could write them down while I was reading them. I'm going to work with this thing. Okay. So with this, we see a principle that God cares about. He cares about our needs. He cares about the things that we bring to him. So he wants us to ask. He wants us to ask. We also see that um, the Lord uh, cares about when we ask for the Holy Spirit. So if we say, Holy Spirit, come, we're asking for more more of the Holy Spirit, that's a prayer he's going to answer because it says it in the word. All right? So he cares about our needs. He wants to give us the Spirit when we ask. So with that, last week, Pastor Andrew reminded us that the way we come in prayer we approach God with what attitude? An attitude of boldness, right? Or confidence, okay? Y'all knew that, right? I just probably asked the question wrong, okay. <laughs> and then also when we come before him, it's a throne of what? Throne of grace, amen. So let's be reminded of that. God He wants us to give our cares and our worries to him because he definitely cares about us. All right. So along with understanding that God wants us to ask him for things that we need, along with understanding that he wants wants to give us the spirit when we ask, and along with understanding that he's listening, he's going to answer, There's some other things that I want to just highlight in regards to this principle of asking. And for those who are taking notes, you can kind of get a sneak peek of what's coming, okay? So the first thing I want to highlight is intentional time. When you come before the Lord to ask, you want to make that time intentional. And what I'm saying with intentional time with God, I'm just saying prayer, prayer time, right? Just intentional time with the Lord. When you come before him, you want to know what you're asking for, okay? So when you're being intentional about coming, you know what you're asking God for. You're just not like, oh, I don't know, God. I don't know why I'm here today. You tell me. (laughs) You want to know what you're asking for. And you want to know who to ask, okay? Sometimes people might wonder, I don't know who to pray to. 
Do I praise the Holy Spirit? Do I praise the Father? Do I pray to Jesus? Do I pray to God? Who do I pray to? Well, a simple way to figure that out is just simply looking at what Jesus said when he taught us to pray. When he taught his disciples to pray, he said, pray like this, our Father. So that's a great place to start. It's a great place to start. And then there's this principle of using your mouth, okay? Now, some people are like, well, when I pray, I don't open my mouth. I don't say anything. Okay, that's fine. But if I were to come up to Pastor Tom and say, You got it, right? (laughs) He said it would be a miracle. (laughs) Now, I'm not saying God can't read your thoughts because God knows our hearts. He knows the intents of man. He knows our thoughts. He knows all that, okay? But what I am saying is that when we use our mouth, we have the opportunity to declare the word of God into the atmosphere. We have the opportunity in someone's life to speak life into them, to speak the word of God into them. We have that opportunity. The word of God, just like I'm walking down the aisle right now, just comes right into the midst. And we declare the kingdom of God. We declare the kingdom of God in the lives of our family. We declare the kingdom of God in the lives of those that we work with, our neighbors, all of that. We declare the word of God. So there's something important. We agree with God with our mouth. We hear it when it comes out, it comes right back to our ear. Okay? So we get to agree with God, and we get to hear that agreement in prayer. So I'm not saying that you have to, but I'm saying, gosh, you get to. You get to open your mouth and agree with God in prayer. That is so awesome. Even a simple amen or a simple yes, God, whatever, you know, that's agreeing with God in prayer. All right? So I'm not trying to tell you all how to do it because I'm really sharing what I feel like God's put on my spirit this morning, but it's really good. Amen. (laughs) All right. So. There's also, when you ask God for something, when you come to God in prayer, you're not just asking and then walking away going, well, he heard me. He's going to answer. That's right. He is going to answer, but there's a response to his response. There's something that you need to do in response to his answer. And mostly it's obedience, but that obedience can look a number of different ways. One of them can be just being thankful, right? If God answers your prayer, you're going to be thankful. You're going to say, thank you, God. I have a prayer book where I have write down all my prayers, and I pray for my sisters in Christ, and I get to go back and look and see what God has done. I go, look what the Lord has done. Okay. (laughs) I get to do that, okay, because I write it down. And then I see where God has answered. So there's a response of thanksgiving. There might be a response of continuing to ask. If God, we've already heard this morning the, the testimonies, and we've heard, you know, Liz sharing about, Liz or Elizabeth? Okay, good. Y'all know who I'm talking about. She was standing right over there. Okay. <laughs> but she heard, she, she spoke to us this morning about, when, when you come to God, and maybe that answer just isn't in the form that you thought it was going to be. Or maybe that answer hasn't come through yet, right? But God is still at work. He's still in the midst. So you get to continue asking. That's part of obedience. 
When you look at that persistent widow and that ruler who said, I don't fear God and I don't fear man, but if she keeps on coming over here, bothering me, she's going to wear me out. And he gave her what she asked for. She was asking for justice. And God says to us, Jesus says to us the same thing. I want you to keep asking me. Don't feel like, well, I asked God one time. He knows what I need. I mean, he's got bigger things to take care of than just my little prayer request. He cares for us. He cares about our every need. He cares about our hearts. He cares about everything. He wants to hear it all. And who else better to take it to than God? Right? Your best friend can't do nothing for you, although it feels good to dump on her or him. But they can't do anything for you. You, uh, 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 a judge or whatever, they, they might, you know, say you have been forgiven or blah, 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 but they can't do anything for you. The things that we're asking God for, these are things that are important for our spirits and our souls and all the good stuff that God has for us, that abundant life that he promised. And there's other, one other point I wanted to make about this obedience. Two other things, repenting and believing. Our response might need to be repentance. There are plenty of times I come to God like, God, she said this, and you know, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, right, Lord. Forgive me. And forgive me for talking about them too, Lord, in Jesus' name. Help me, Jesus. (laughs) I've done that so many times to God. Like, you know what she said to me? He's like, (laughs) all right. Some of y'all can relate to that, okay? I appreciate you being in the front row here. Tough crowd. All right. (laughs) Um, What'd you say? Oh, that's true. I am in Minnesota. Okay. I got to remember that next time I come up here and preach. (laughs) But um, so there's this repentance. There's this time where you might bring something to the Lord, but then he's going to bring something else back to you. And that response is repentance. And the other one I want to highlight is believing. When we come to God with something and he responds, it helps our belief in him to increase and strengthen and come up. He wants us to believe him to be a God that answers. He wants us to believe him to be a God who is involved in our lives. He's just not out there somewhere. Maybe if I face this way and pray, I might hit him this time. God or, oh, no, over here. Here we go. No, he's not like that. He's a God who wants us to believe. And everything in his word, he wants us to believe. Because that word of God, that's what we pray. That's what we speak. Word. All right. So when we keep these principles in mind, it makes coming to God in prayer and asking for life in the spirit it makes it a little bit more simple because basically God does all the work. He does all the work and we just come by faith and we ask and he does it all. So how does this principle of asking affect our life in the spirit? Before I get into that wrong way, I want to talk about children. Now, children, when they have an opportunity to ask God for something, not God, but their parents, let's say their parents, when they have that opportunity to ask for something, 
They usually ask for something that's not going to last long. They're usually going to ask for something that's temporary, but it's fun. It tastes yummy. It's going to be for now, and it's not going to be for tomorrow. It's not going to last. And if you think about it, we're kind of the same way as adults. We're kind of the same way. God says, ask for the kingdom. And he wants to give you the kingdom. But, well, I'd rather have a new house. Uh, I'd rather have a new car. Eh, I'd rather have a spouse. Eh, I'd rather have this and that, so I'll, I'll spend all my time on that. Those things are not bad. Those things are good. Those things are good. I want a new house. We got to first move first out of our house. Amen, AJ? <laughs> ah. But God wants us to understand that the better that we can ask for is his kingdom. That's the best, asking for his kingdom. It's okay to have the toys and all that. But when we spend our time asking for the kingdom, asking for life in the spirit, he's going to answer that. So, life in the spirit. 2 Timothy 1, 6 through 7 says, This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. So life in the spirit is something that we have to keep alive. It's something that we have to keep asking God for. If you just, you know, were filled up with the Holy Spirit and you never asked anymore, do you think you're going to stay full? No. And when you pour out the Holy Spirit, that's one of the things that was in the song too. Being poured out, you got to be filled up again. So we're constantly asking because when we're filled up with the Holy Spirit, it's not just for us, but it splashes on other people. It's spoken out to other people. It comes out of us for the glory of God. So we need to be filled up again. All right? So I want to ask you, How often do we ask for power from on high to please God, to be witnesses, to do what Jesus did and even greater, to heal the sick, raise the dead, and cast out demons, to no longer be slaves to sin, to preach with a demonstration of power, to trample on snakes and scorpions, to have power in weakness, and to live by God's power? How often do we ask for that? But this is what life in the Spirit looks like asking for these things that God said we could have. How often do we ask for love to be poured out into our hearts so that we can know and experience the love of Christ, so that we can love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, so that we can love our neighbor as ourselves, so that we can love our enemies, so that we can love one another deeply from the heart. And how often do we ask for a sound mind self-discipline and self-control, to walk in wisdom, to have peace of mind, to be in God's will, to surrender to God, and to obey his voice and commands. Those things don't sound too bad, do they? I think they're things that you and I want. These are things that we want because God has said these are things that you can have. This is life in the spirit. It's not always about 
oh, I'm doing this in the spirit, and woo, it feels so great. This is day-to-day stuff, life in the spirit, okay? So if these things are so great, why are we getting beat up by the enemy? Why are we being told by the enemy, oh, that's not important, you don't really want that? There are more things that you could be going after. Why? I want to highlight fear. This is my final point for those who are taking note. (laughs) Fear is something that keeps us from walking with life in the spirit. When we have the word of God, we fight with the word of God in prayer to kick fear's bootay. Ah, so I want to tell you that fear cannot have you because the truth is you have been given the keys to the kingdom to bind and to loose. So the word of God says that whatever is bound on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever is loosed on earth is loosed in heaven. So it's a simple thing like this. Fear, I bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and I command you to go to the feet of the Lord Jesus And I release, I loose in myself a spirit of love, a spirit of power, a spirit of sound mind. So you have been given authority by Christ to bind and to loose. You've been given this authority. So you don't have to get your butt kicked. You can kick the enemy's butt. You don't have to take it. There used to be a song way back in my day, we're not going to take it. No, we're not going to take it. (laughs) All right. (sighs) You don't have to take it. Fear cannot control you because you are not fearful slaves. Romans 8.15, so you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father, and that's that Romans 8.15 verse. Fear cannot have you because you have access to God's perfect love that casts out fear. 1 John 4, 18. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment. But we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it's a fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. So if you're fearful about the Holy Spirit, if you're fearful about this life in the Spirit, and I invite the worship team to come back up. Thank you. If you're fearful of this, God wants to say that my love is going to cancel it out. I want to download more love to you. I want to pour more of my love into you. And I could tell you from my example that I've experienced God's love to the point where I'm learning not to be so concerned about what people think or expect of me. I'm learning that my heavenly father cares about me deeply and he cares about who he's made me to be. His love is what compels me to even speak to you today. If this was my own strength, Let me tell you, it would not 
be that good. <laughs> it would not be that good, I'm telling you. And, oh, am I saying it's good? Hmm. All right. <laughs> fear cannot have you because you have no fear because your father is happy to give you the kingdom. Luke 12:32. So don't be afraid, little flock, for it gives your father great happiness to give you the kingdom. Mm. He's got so much for us, BCF, and those that we are around where we're radiating life and joy. And finally, you don't have to be afraid of fear. It can't have you because the only one that we are to fear is the Lord. Proverbs 1, 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Yes, that would be awesome. <laughs> so we briefly touched on life in the spirit. And it may look different than what you thought it was going to be today. We talked about asking. If we want that life in the spirit, we can ask for it. And BCF, I'm saying, let's ask for it. Amen. Let's ask for it. Let's not be afraid. Because we have love, power, and a sound mind. God gives us the confidence to ask. God is the one that fills us up so that we are empowered to walk in this kingdom. And we don't have to be afraid. Because it's not about us anyway, is it? It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about the kingdom of God coming through us. It's about the spirit of God coming through us and working in us. So now it's our time to respond. And I say, how are we going to respond? I'd like to invite the prayer people up to the altar who are going to be praying today for people. Please come on up. And I'm going to take my time to welcome you to the altar today. To come before the Lord. Everyone gathered in this room, from the youngest to the oldest, teens, adults, you are welcome at this altar today. And if you want prayer and you're not able to come to the altar, raise your hand or get an usher's attention, and we will come to you. We will come pray with you where you're at. If you do not want to come up to the altar, that's okay. The altar will be where you're at. But all are welcome at this altar today. So I want to speak to those who are afraid, who doubt the Holy Spirit, who just feel like, man, I don't know. I've heard this. I've heard that. I'm actually going to challenge you today to come and lay that before the Lord. You might need to repent for that fear of God, that promise that he said you can have, or your attitude towards the Holy Spirit. I invite you to come today. For those of you who are in this place, and you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, but you've been kind of, whatever, laissez-faire, like whatever. But we want to span into flames. We want to stir up that gift within you. And today, if you feel like, you know what, the Holy Spirit's just kind of been dormant in me, and you want that Holy Spirit alive and active in you today, we want to call you to come. And we talked about impartation. And if you've never had prayer today to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, we invite you to come and to have hands laid on you today that you may receive. 
BCF, we are in a new season. We have 10 days of prayer coming. And this is a great way to start that, to jump into that as a body, all together. All of us together. So whatever your prayer need is today, we will take our time to pray with you. And I invite you to come to the altar. And for those who are not feeling led to come up, I want to ask you to agree in prayer while you're sitting where you're at. Because you have a responsibility today as well. To agree in prayer. Not spectate, but agree with what the Holy Spirit is doing today. Amen? So won't you come? And we'll worship. We'll take our time. If there's um, no one who's available to pray with you, just kind of wait in the line here. If you don't know what to do when you come up here, just kind of wait to align until someone opens up and then someone will pray with you. Amen. So the youngest to the oldest, let us respond to the Lord. Lord, we thank you for your goodness, your perfectness, your endless grace. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to come before you. We thank you that you have not given us a spirit of timidity or fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. We ask that you would put that on us today, Lord, that we experience that. So we're going to continue praying here. We're also welcoming you to go get your kids and uh, come to the altar, go home, go in the spirit, come back for the sip prayer times throughout the next, um, starting on Thursday, throughout the next week and next week. And I'm going to pray a benediction over us. So those who want to go can go. Those who want to stay can stay. And we're just going to do that now. Lord, we pray. We thank you. So now in the name of the Father and the Son. In the Holy Spirit, I pray the spirit of power and love and a sound mind would go with you into your week. That you would not be in fear, but in power, love, and the Holy Spirit, sound mind, to stir up the gift within you and share it with others as you go out into your world, into your week. God bless you.